Hey there. I'm Amber Ray. And I'm Dan Place. And this is Unconditional Love. A podcast about personal responsibility. Like I said, I'm Amber. I'm, if you haven't heard this before, I'm 58 years old. I've been married a couple times. I have three grown sons, one still at home. Um, I've been aware of and seeking a spiritual path most of my life. Uh, I get off that path a lot, but I always seem to find my way back home. Yeah. And I'm Dan Pleiss. I'm a 54-year-old gay man who lives in Chicago with his longtime partner uh, in an open relationship and very active in the gay leather community here. Um, I, I don't know what I want to say. Um, I think it's, it's funny for these opening segments, you um, always you have your thing that you wrote that, that actually multiple people have commented to me that they love. And for some reason I feel compelled to have something different each time. Cause I feel like people get bored of hearing me say the same. Oh, sentence. I do the same thing. That's so funny. And you always say the same thing, which I think I always think it would be way better if I just did that. But, um, it doesn't, it's not in my nature to repeat myself for some reason. Yeah. I always feel like I should say something new and fascinatingly profound. So, uh, that's all I have today. <laughs> Is that I didn't prepare properly. <laughs> That's funny. Well, this podcast is really uh, you and I uh, discussing a variety of uh, different life challenges and situations um, and hopefully putting a spiritual perspective on it. Yeah. Um, so the, I love the title that you know, we have of Unconditional Love, um, but then with the subtitle of, of a podcast about personal responsibility because that's really what this podcast is about, is about personal responsibility and in all areas of your life, but that, especially when it comes to uh, being a loving person. Um, mm. So uh, that's what the, when we, and that's what we talk about all the time. So we decided to start recording our conversations. Mm. Yeah. And um, today's uh, podcast is about, um, sacred space, the importance of carving out time and a place for your soul that you can go to every day or every moment, whenever you need it. Um, I, it, it, I had wanted to talk about this because, um, it's a, a really big part of my life. Um, trying to find a, a place where I can go to be grounded and connected. Um, and I wanted to, you know, just talk a little bit about um, what things I found work for me. Uh, and I know, Dan, you have, you know, you have different uh, things that you do for your space. Mm -hmm. um, Ritual, rituals, um, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, how, uh, you know, what, what things I can do to get to that place quickly and the benefits of... Uh, of getting there. Um, I know for me, 
um, it's such an important part of my every day, um, you know, waking up in the morning and, um, drinking cold water and, um, uh, meditating and reading, you know, the thoughts and words of, of people with greater minds than myself and, um, lighting some candles and, um, taking deep breaths and, um, all, all the things I need to do to, for me to start my day in a place of peace. And, um, and sometimes it's the only time in my day that where I actually <clears throat> have it, but having that every morning, um, grounds me in a way that, uh, allows me to be connected, you know, to the purest part of myself. Mm-hmm. So what, so what spaces have you created for yourself? Um, well, I definitely have like, a, like I definitely have like physical spaces, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. In, in my house, in my bedroom, I have a chair that faces out the window that's, you know, uh, the window's covered by some really pretty scarves and I have candles there and I have my books there and I have a place to put my feet and, mm-hmm. um, I have, uh, you know, there's like, it's poofy and um mm. there's pretty colors and mm-hmm. uh, and it's definitely it has all the things that are important to me you know a mm. view of nature and smells that i really like and colors that i really like and sometimes all i need to do is just go and sit there mm-hmm. uh and it's enough mm-hmm. uh but i also you know i have other places in the house that are that way i have stuff in my office my office mm-hmm. definitely has you know quotes everywhere and has colors that i like and um pictures of people that I love. And, but sometimes too, it's like, um, uh, sometimes it's sound too Mm -hmm. for me, you know, uh, sometimes it's, sometimes it's music with words, but oftentimes it's just like the sound of bells or, I mean, sometimes it's just a little tiny thing, you know, Mm -hmm. that can get me into that space. What about you? Um, well, it's funny. I was going to say, uh, um, while you were talking and talking about like the, the space in your bedroom, I thought, but uh, you, you could describe anywhere in your house. Cause you have like beautiful things to look at everywhere you go. And everything is, is you have all your stuff that you love and your art everywhere. So, um, so I was, what, first of all, you're talking, I was thinking, but everywhere in your house is like that. But then I thought, but it's not a space that's just yours, even though you've, yeah you know, decorated it and, and everything, but there's still, it doesn't, um, it's nice to have a door you can shut that where it's really completely your space and you don't have to worry about someone walking in, at least without knocking. Um, and how important that is to me. So I thought, well, so yeah, she's, I mean, I, I like my whole house too, but I still have my den that I have to, I, I love, being able to get up in the morning and come in here and shut the door. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, Chad will never knock on the door unless there's an emergency. Like he'll just wait till I come out. I mean, I'm not going to be gone in here that long. I just like to, you know, and a lot of times he's even still asleep, but I just get up. And, but I know that if I shut the door, then whenever he does get up, I don't have to worry about greeting him and asking him how is you know, how he slept and everything until you know, I'm, I'm done with, you know, preparing myself mentally for the world. Not that I don't care. I just, you just want to fo- center yourself before you 
you know, start interacting with the world. <clears throat> but the, <clears throat> sorry, the other thing I was thinking um, when you were talking, so you were talking about your office and, and you were saying, you know, when you were saying how important it is to have a space that's just for you. And I was thinking about all the living spaces I've had over the years. And I thought I've always made sure that there was a great place in my house for me to work. I mean, obviously, because I work from home, but I always, no matter where, I, what apartment I moved to, whatever, I always made sure there was a great place to work. But I never, until this last house, made sure there was a great place where I could go to meditate and and mm. to take care of myself. I mm -hmm. had a space set up to where I could take care of other people, which is, you know, what, what work is basically for me. Um but I didn't have a place set up where I could take care of myself. Hmm. Does it make a difference? It does. It makes a huge difference. Um, I mean, it's an ideal world, you know, maybe in my, it's funny because I, I feel like in thinking about it, that as time has gone on over the years, I've slowly made more and more space for myself, but I never had like a designated spot before. But I was thinking maybe, you know, the next time I move, I'll have decided that I'm worth enough to have a completely separate <clears throat> meditation space, you know, so solitary space separate from work. Cause right now, even though it's a giant room and I just have my desk in one corner of it, it's still invading my personal space. And yeah. in, in a perfect world, maybe again, if I, I think if I can imagine for my, for myself that I deserve to have a room that's just for me without it having this sensible purpose of being there so I can work, uh, mm -hmm. you know, like maybe that. I'll have that, but, but at least right now I have this one part of the room is working and the rest of it is all, I mean, the whole room has all my art on it and all the things I love and knickknacks and pictures of people. And, and I can, it has its own little refrigerator and in the afternoon I can shut the door and smoke a cigar and put on music that I like. And, mm -hmm. and I don't, can't hear the television. Oh, that's a big thing. Not hearing the television yeah. yeah it's very important for people's mental health in general and certainly now yeah especially if it's fox news <laughs> <laughs> well even if it's reruns of the love boat they cut in with you know yeah. there's either ads for something some dire thing that you need so you don't get the coronavirus or yeah or like coming up at 11 more people died like you just can't get away from it yeah well, and I like to, and this is something that I find sacred also, I I like to be able to focus on one thing at a time when I can. Like um, one of the things I wrote of things that I'll, I do to get into a sacred space is, um, is, is chop wood, carry water, mm -hmm. which is doing chores. Mm -hmm. But I like doing chores, <laughs> um, but being focused on them and, mm -hmm. you know, not having... Yeah the TV on in the background, not having a conversation, just being able to do the dishes mm -hmm. or sweep the floor, whatever that is, it's still, it's still, uh, I don't know. There's still a holiness in it. <clears throat> if you're focused, mm -hmm. you know, for sure. Uh, on Friday I was feeling very unraveled and I just, I said to Chad, like, I'm going to sweep and vacuum the house because I just, and I, I also picked that up. I mean, I did more than just 
sweeping and vacuuming, but it, it, it was the impetus for putting things away and rearranging mm-hmm. stuff and get, getting rid of clutter because it was, you know, in the way of what, of what I was doing. And, uh, it just, it's, it does, it's, it takes you, it's something else to think about that's kind of, that's mindless and you can just focus on that instead of thinking about everything. Mm-hmm. Which is sometimes really important is just quieting the chatter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's the chatter that weighs us down, really, mm-hmm. you know? A, um, well, when, when Chad first started staying home and he was supposed to be doing all the housework, so like there'd be dishes in the sink and it would bother me. There were dishes in the sink, but I, I was like, well, I'm supposed to let Chad do them. And then if he wouldn't do them when I wanted him to, then I'd get anxious because they hadn't been done yet. And, and then if I, or if I would do them, then I don't know, honestly don't know whether he thought this or not, but I was afraid that he would think that I was doing it passive aggressively to send a message uh, that he ought to be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And I got all in my head about these, you know, dishes or whatever it was. And finally, one day, I was like, "I'm." I was like, I, I just said to him proactively, "I'm like, I just want you to know that if I do the dishes, it's because I want to do them, not because for any other reason. Because it's so like, I, it's very therapeutic to be able to to do housework sometimes, and yeah. um, so I nice to have the luxury to decide if you want to do them or not. <laughs> but um, but it's also, I think, important to him, um, especially now that it doesn't." So he doesn't feel as taken for granted either. That I don't mm. know. Oh yeah. Anyway, yes, I agree. That I totally appreciate doing chores. It's just it really. When I I know for for known for years and years. Whenever I'm if I'm really upset about something, I just start um, decluttering. Like I just put um, stuff. I just organize the house. I just put stuff away or throw like throw away clutter. Yeah. Go through piles of paper and throw them away or. Or a lot of times if there's like a an old pile of envelopes that I kept telling myself I was gonna look at, I'll just I'm just like, there's probably nothing in here that's that important. Or if it is, they'll send me another one and I just throw it all away and then a week later I'm like, Where's that goddamn letter that I wanted to <laughs> but. It's funny that you said um organizing things because uh getting things organized for me is also uh therapeutic. It's also like a sacred place to to go to. And I've found recently because I'm such a morning person and I focus so much on the morning that I realize at nighttime, um, you know, I'd have a couple glasses of wine and, uh, you know, watch some TV and then, um, and then have a couple more glasses of wine. Have a couple more <laughs> glasses of wine and then, you know, brush my teeth and, you know, fall asleep, whatever. But I've started adding, the space at the end of the evening also mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I I'm thoughtful about brushing my teeth. I'm thoughtful about washing my face. I'm thoughtful about mm-hmm. getting stuff ready for the next day. And mm-hmm. then I, I write affirmations of things I was grateful for that happened that day mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day too. So that I have, I have bookends and it allows me to be more, I don't know. I want to use the word organized, but having, I've found for me now that I've started this, it makes such a difference mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. Um, to be, start and end the day in the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Like I, uh, I mean, I definitely do that in the morning. 
Um, and we do like a make sure coffee is set and stuff at night. Hey, I mean, it's, it's rituals to getting ready for bed for sure. Um, I'm, I was going to ask you, um, you had, uh, said you wanted this, the episode you wanted to be about spiritually safe places. Um, but I feel like maybe I'm, I misunderstood what you meant by space because you, I feel like you're m mostly talking about, um, what you can do no matter where you are, not necessarily no matter where you are, but you're not necessarily talking about being in a particular room. You're talking about, uh, keeping yourself in a, in a more spiritual headspace. Yeah. But sometimes it's both of those things, mm -hmm. right? Like sometimes it's a physical thing or it's a, it's a visual thing or it's mm -hmm. a place in your house or mm -hmm. a place in, but Oftentimes it's an action that gets you there or a thought that gets you there or the lack of mm -hmm. all of those things, you know, but for me getting there, uh, is life saving. Mm -hmm. Um, because it, uh, it's, it's like growing roots, you know, or it's just so, um, necessary to stay true you're tending your garden yeah 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 so um, yeah i mean i feel like you're talking about self-care sort of in in general with the uh, i mean making sure to matter that you're always taking time to for checking in with yourself see how you're doing mentally mm -hmm. and then finding ways to keep yourself centered yeah well and with Knight, because of all of his anxieties and um, challenges, um, I know he, he, sometimes we do stuff together to get there, or I'll have to say something or give him something that I know will trigger him to get into his personal space mm -hmm. that allows him to calm down. Um, I don't, I, I personally don't have like extreme anxiety, except if I'm, you know, force myself into it. Um, <laughs> but I mean, for him, it's, you know, it's almost a biochemical thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but he, you know, he, uh, together and him alone, he's found ways, um, for his soul to be calm too, mm -hmm. you know? I am. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it is interesting about, the biochemical aspect, like I know if I'm, uh, sometimes when my body doesn't feel right, uh, or like I'm hungover, you know, just as a random example that <laughs> doesn't happen very often, uh, <clears throat> um, I'll, I know that I will, if, I, if my body feels uncomfortable, I mm. will cast about in my head to, to think of something, some situation in my life that matches that physical feeling. So you can tie the feeling to a, to a thought. And so if I'm, if my body's feeling has sort of a, that, uh, tight anxiety sort of feeling, 
then I'll think about what's going on in my life until I can find something that I can feel anxious about. And then, and that sort of, so then I sort of match that. And I was like, oh, that must be why uh, I'm, that's yeah. why I'm feeling this way because of this thing I should be worried about. Instead of saying to myself, my body's just uncomfortable, I'll go, oh, I'm, I'm anxious about something. What is it? What is it? Oh, yeah, it's this, there's, that's what it is. I'm anxious about this thing. And then I start obsessing about something that I, you know, might be uh, upset about in my life, but I wasn't focused on it until I started casting about to match a feeling to a thought. And then, but then it starts feeding back on itself. And then you start thinking of other yeah. things you could be anxious about. And that makes you more anxious. And then you're like, oh, yeah. what else? Like, I'm really anxious. What else am I anxious about? But it's definitely when your body um, ha- gives give you certainly certain signals. Well, it's body memory. You know. well, we, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, absolutely. And I finally realized that you could decide. I mean, that's why you can decide to th- focus on something good or positive hopefully and then that 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 calms the cycle down instead of amping mm-hmm. it up mm-hmm. but you have to focus on it yeah. and if you're and especially if you're feeling really crappy your brain at least my brain keeps going oh but wait the, the thing thing the, the anxious thing don't forget about don't forget about yeah, the yeah. thing you're supposed to be anxious about it keeps and you have to you yeah, back. yeah you have to keep, you re- keep yeah. yeah you have to keep reminding yourself that that's not what you want to think about yeah think on other things, right? Yeah. And all of this, <laughs> everything we've said so far is all really about taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. self-love. It's unconditional love. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's um, bringing yourself home, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, is putting yourself in a safe space part of beyond just self care? I guess that's what you're saying. Is it's it's um, it's loving yourself, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. take you know in, in terms of responsibility. It's you're taking responsibility to make sure that you are giving yourself the time you need to stay you know on the even, on an even keel. Yeah. And you have to allow other people to be able to do that too, you mm-hmm. know? Mm. Yeah. Just lighten the candles, Dan. <laughs> and I saw when you were uh, on your rundown, you had written uh, things you can do when you wrote to uh, chop wood, carry water. I was like, you don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's but you meant it. Uh, you meant it as a as a. Yeah. You meant just doing keeping busy. But I thought when I first read it, and then you put, then you put chores basically. But when I saw those first two things, like you don't chop wood and carry water. Do you think <laughs> want people to think you like little, little Laura Ingalls no. Wilder? <laughs> no. Well, it's funny because I have I actually have a book that's mm-hmm. called that, and it's a, this Buddhist oh. book about um, uh, the pathway to spirituality is mm-hmm. doing chores. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's it's like that in it's uh, living your or, your ordinary life. The movie it was a it's a movie. It's a great book too called um. Or there's a couple of movies. The Razor's Edge. Um, mm-hmm. Have you seen the movie with Bill Murray? I don't it's, know if I it's have. Really, really, really good. Um, so it's at World War One, and I mean it's a great book originally. Um, and this guy, after World War One, he's like 
it's basically he after he comes back and his, his life is mapped out for him. He's supposed to marry the right girl and join his father-in-law's company and and have children and live in this city where he grew up and like his whole fa- his whole life is just plotted up for him. And he comes back from World War One and he's like, "There's got to be more to life than this." Mm-hmm. And he just takes off on his. He literally travels the world for like you know a year, just disappears and um uh goes on the spiritual journey and um he doesn't know what he, at the beginning he doesn't know what he's looking for and um but he knows i mean he's attracted to certain things he sees some guy in india just sitting there quietly washing dishes and um anyway the guy says he's just talk, the guy is talking the whole scene's about um how there's grace and beauty and physical labor and the and the man says just wash each dish as if you were washing it for god and uh oh my god i think about that scene a lot and it's you know if it's really hard to get into that mind space but every once in a while i've been able to really focus on the sacredness of something as simple as washing dishes Mm -hmm. and it's really beautiful practice if you can do it yeah, I just, I'm literally just wrote that down, Dan. <laughs> that was profound. I love that. It's a beautiful movie if you want to watch it sometime. Well, you know what? I have some time. <laughs> it's crazy. <Yeah. laughs> Bill Murray's so so good in it. I love him anyway. I mean, I don't know him. <laughs> I love his work. <laughs> yeah, it's all of this is about finding uh, the grace in everyday moments right mm-hmm. so that's really all you have yeah is this moment yeah hmm. and that's our podcast <laughs> thank you for listening <laughs> yeah um if you have any comments or any anything you'd like us to um, talk about please please uh, reach out to us through amberdanlove at gmail.com um, uh, and we look forward to hearing from you guys. Um, namaste. <laughs> <laughs>